we're back for another episode of the Marriage Podcast. Yeah, you know that's right. We're gonna be some give us some gifts. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast Network, helping you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. Broadcasting from Tuscola, Texas, here are your hosts, Trey and Corey Gibson. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Marriage Podcast. This is the show where we help you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. The date today is June the 21st, 2013. It is the end of a very long week for my wife and I, but we are so close that we can smell the beach from here. Our topic for today is going to be love language number three, loving through gift giving. That right. That's right. For some really weird weird reason when you mentioned beach all i could have was the old batman theme song in my head batman how did that how did that even come to mind well i think i was trying to think of like a beach boy soundy kind of song and all i could think about was no i get it song no i don't know i totally get it now no i see where that comes from <laughs> so Batman somehow relates to the beach for us. I'm not. I'm not sure how, but we're just going to go with that. <laughs> so today we're going to talk a little bit about love language number three. Corey actually titled this. This is for you, clever, loving through gift giving. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit today about those love languages that experience the feeling of love through gifts. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. It's going to be a good topic today. And, It'll be a good uh, one for you for sure. It definitely, it really, it really is because it, gift giving is one of. It's probably my second one. I would actually put at words of affirmation is number one with oh, gift man, giving. I second, disagree. I wouldn't. I, I just suck so bad at gift giving. You kind of have to put words of affirmation. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I'm really bad at this, guys. <laughs> Maybe you're I'm right. Really bad at this. <laughs> so today we're going to talk a little bit. Before we get into that, guys, let's get into our housekeeping for today. If you want to get notified of all the new episodes that Corey and I come out with, you can go to themarriagepodcast.com. There it was. Get it out of the way early today. At least today. once per episode. At least. Themarriagepodcast.com. Go over on the right-hand side where it says email notifications. Never miss an episode of Corey and Trey. If you put your name and your email address in that, you will get updated with all the new shows and episodes that we come out with. With a pretty little... Uh, Email that'll be sitting in your inbox. We'll talk about what we talked about and all the subtopics that are in there. So, if you guys, this is a good. I'm sorry, babe. This is a good thing to have just because we really want to put our episodes out on Thursday. We really do, but they kind of end up being out on Friday. Yeah. But next week it's going to be out on Thursday. And so, you know, we just kind of like to surprise you. So, it's always good to have those email notifications. Surprise. You know, woo, episode. Yeah. So make sure that you sign up for that, guys. You'll get that email. Make sure you never miss it on that one episode that could have could have made your day go a lot different in your marriage. Guys, also don't forget, you can go and connect with us over at the marriage po- or excuse me, Facebook.com forward slash the marriage podcast, or you can click on the uh, little Facebook icon at the very top left of the page. Come check us out over there. We love talking on there, visit with you guys about your marriages. It's also kind of become one of the number one favorite places for people to connect with us and uh, leave comments and ask questions from us. So that's fine as well. Consider doing that. Guys, you want to support the show. You feel like you're getting three dimes per episode. There is kind of a way to go about doing that. You guys can actually go over to the sister station, thefamilypodcast.com. Whenever you get there, guys, you can actually become what's called a P-Tacker. Now, that's specifically set up as a membership program for the Marriage Podcast, but these are all the same. They all blend together. So if you feel like you're getting some kind of fulfillment through all this, guys, consider becoming a part of this, supporting the show, and help us keep the lights on. And last off, if you guys have any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, boy, I tell you, we have been loving the oh, amount of... Awesome. 
topics and thank yous and whatnot that have come in for this show. We sure do appreciate that. I mean, I can't tell you how much that means a lot to Corey and I and uh, the, the, the comments that have been out there. We sure do love getting those from you guys. Hey. Keep them coming. We love That's them. Right. We're going to continue responding to these. We are uh, working. We're almost. Corey, how far are we in this? We're in love language number three. So we've got two more two of these. Two more. Two more. And then we're going to have listener listener question answer time. So be patient we've with this. We've already got a couple. So That's right. bring them in. Bring them in. So if you guys have any more questions, we're not full, full on that show yet, guys. And uh, so if you have any more questions about this or something else, shoot those in. We will be moving to a uh, uh, listener question feedback show here pretty soon so shoot those over to us thanks for all your uh, stuff so if you guys do want to get through to us questions comments topics that you want to shoot to us encouragement you want to give us we've made a lot of different ways you can do that you can email us at trey at the marriage podcast.com or Corey at the marriage podcast.com she is checking that i am email in fact now. i'm even checking it right now just to make double sure but i really have been checking them she's been checking that so shoot those over to us we'd love to get through that way guys you can also call us you can call us at 661 parent zero that is the number 661 parent zero make sure that you let us know uh, for which show it is. So you would say, hello, my name is Chelsea, and I am calling for the Marriage Podcast Network. My question is, ask your question first, then give us details. Quickest way we can do that to get that around for you guys. You can also, as always, go to the right-hand side where it says send voicemail on the side of the site at themarriagepodcast.com. You'll see a little microphone, send voicemail on the very far right side. Click on that little doobity jetty, and guess what will happen? You'll be able to record so long as you have a microphone connected to your laptop or you have one uh, like a headset or something like that. Record your question just like you would if you were leaving a voicemail. Leave that for us and throw it on the show again. Don't forget to tell us which show that it is for. Ask your question first, then give us the details. And then, guys, also you can jump over to Facebook uh, uh, and, and check us out over there and ask questions through instant message. We love taking your, your responses and uh, questions through that. So with all of that out of the way, guys, let's jump into our topic for today. Episode 27. We're really rolling the marriage podcast along today. This is for you, loving through gift giving. All right. Well, let's get this show on the road. Get this party started right. You know the way the way I've been doing notes for this um, for this series is I'll I'll, I've read the book and then I go back through and I read each chapter individually and just kind of slow down and and um, it it allows me to get in a good bit of what uh, Chapman has to say and also uh, interject a lot of how Trey and I um, have inter- have um, uh, put the love language to work in our marriage. Uh, but one of the things that Chapman does bring up at, at the very first of this chapter was a, a story that um, he had done about visiting, I think it was Jamaica or the Dominican Republic. I can't remember. So obviously I didn't write down that part of it. But anyways, he just talked about how important, how, how important gift giving was in, in pretty much all cultures. And that, um, in every culture that he had visited, gift giving was a part of the love marriage process. And I mean, you got to think anytime somebody gets married, that's, you want to bring a gift. Hopefully you bring a gift and, um, are there at least the married couples hoping you bring a gift? And anyways, you know that's that's the way all cultures uh, show affection and show hospitality is through gift giving. You know, this is a fascinating one to me, largely because. First off, you know Chapman is a sociologist. There's no doubt he studies societies, yes. is what yes. he did, and he and he, he he really studied the 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 intercommunication part. He was big into language, so he was into language long before he came up with this mentality of love languages. And so he really liked to study how they interacted in those different parts of it. And it is a fascinating one that when you really think about it, it, it it's so diverse across. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, it, I mean it's culturally diverse, and so I think this was especially one in America 
that if we're not careful, it becomes very, it gets looked upon as very selfish, yes. as very. Yeah. Um, I know I struggled with that. Self seeking. You know, it, it's very, oh, you just want things. Thing, that's all that you need is yeah. things. It's kind of the mentality. And so it's seen as kind of a materialistic, yeah, no, good, yeah. a materialistic thing. And so sometimes this is a hard one. So whether, whether folks just aren't trained in, 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 and, uh, habitualized into giving gifts, you know, repetitively, you know, the, the, so they'll have a hard time with this, especially if they see this as more of like a, almost kind of a, I mean, I hate, I hate, so like, like a, a debased version of gift giving. They see this as kind of the lower ones, but the reality is this is a pretty fundamental expression yeah. that, that, that moves across multiple different places. Yeah. So what I'm trying yeah. to say is as a, as a gift receiver, I'm just throwing the flag out there. This isn't that weird. I promise. And, and that's, I mean, Trey, that really is an excellent point because for people like me, Gift giving is an especially difficult one, and we'll talk more about this later. But for me, it's also very financial. Mm. But and, and so it, it's it's hard for me not to see it as selfish. You're being child. I think I think I even troll Trey that probably more recently yeah. than I even want to admit that it's a very childish uh, thing for me to need to get him gifts and so on and so forth. But I mean, Trey's very right. I mean, this is what cultures do to show love and affection. This is very normal. And, and especially for more so for some than others, not only in this normal, but it's, it's necessary. Well, I don't think that it is, it's as weird for people as it's, it's not as bad. It's not as weird as strange as people might initially want to think, because I mean, think about it whenever you're recording. Whenever two people were courting, and, uh, and courting is just kind of another word for dating that we oh, use. Courting. I courting, yeah. C-O-U-R-T-I-N-G. Like slang for recording. You know yeah. when they're recording. We were courting, you know. <laughs> we're laying down some tracks, you know. I had no idea. But when, courting. Okay, when people like, are yeah. dating, let's just flip that around. When people are dating, what's one of the things that you do for each <laughs> yes. other, right? What does the man do for the woman? Yeah. Buys flowers, chocolates, chocolates, gifts. Takes them to supper, buys them uh, meals, yeah. I'll tell you what snagged my attention from Corey was one day I was sitting in my dorm, and she came over, and she brought me this. <laughs> plate of deviled eggs and olives that had had cayenne uh, pepper sprinkled all over the top of them. Let me tell you. Now, for a gift giver, first off, that was a wonderful thing, but she nailed it because she had been listening because just that week we've been talking about some of our favorite foods, and one of my said is, oh, gosh, I love deviled eggs. And a few weeks before that, I had made a comment about how much I love those giant olives because we I had gotten some at the 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 uh, dining hall there at the, the college that we were going to. And so she had been listening to those things yeah. and she knew what was important to me. She knew what I liked and she saved those up. And not only did she do a one, but she did a double whammy for me. She slammed them both into one for me and brought both of them on a plate with, I just, it was just. It, Wasn't that it, how they say that's the way to a man's heart? Key, key to a man's yeah. heart is through yeah, his stomach, right? True. You know. Well, and, and one thing to also with that is that gift giving is a reminder that, you know, somebody is thinking. Somebody's thinking. They're listening. You. Yep. They're listening to you. They're, they're knowing that there is something out there that you want and you desire. And, uh, and so that I'm sure it's flattering for those that that's their love language. Well, in a lot of ways, it's 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 the knowledge that when they exit your presence that you're still on their mind. Now, yeah. this is not saying that, that gift... I'm sure there are some gift givers that are this way, but it's not saying that all gift givers are like expecting you to be obsessive over them when you walk out the door or anything like that. But the mentality is is that you're here, you, you hear me, you listen, I like eggs, I like deviled eggs, I like olives, and that left with you. And she didn't use it that day. She didn't use it the next day. She didn't use it until about a week later, yeah. two weeks for the olives, one week for the deviled eggs. But there she showed up. And what yeah. that communicates is, is that outside of my presence, you spent time thinking yeah. about me, assembling these things, and putting them together. 
And then here they are in this wonderful plate full of deviled egg and olive goodness. Mm. Some of you guys out there probably getting sick to your stomach me talking about this, but uh, one of my let me favorite. Tell you, I make the nice spicy deviled eggs, not Miracle oh, Whip and yeah. sugar. I mean, we're talking oh. mustard mm. and Tabasco sauce yep. and yep. dill yep. relish yep. Yep. and yep. 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 garlic. Oh, yeah, no. We're now, talking. Now I'm craving deviled eggs. I know Dad, it, man. <laughs> I am too. And we've got chickens that are laying eggs. Pretty soon we'll be Woot. able to have. Chicken backyard oh. fresh deviled eggs. And on a side, some of you guys will really appreciate this. You got to tell everybody what you saw outside drinking the not so good. I am actually sitting here right now. We're actually recording, and it's, our kids are at vacation Bible school, so we have some daytime to record. And I am watching hummingbirds feed from my I don't Sorry. know what happened. And you know, actually, this is totally totally off subject but Anna was sitting outside with Trey and and we uh, apparently she looked up and saw two mosquito uh, mosquito hawks two uh oh, Mississippi kites, mississippi kites yep. yeah because that sounds just like mosquito hawks anyway she saw two mississippi kites which are natural predators of um hummingbirds so we kind of wondered if maybe they were kind of deterring them from coming to the feeder yep. but then here within just like Last week, they just started showing up. In fact, I think I still have the same food out that's been out for like a month. So it might be time to change the hummingbird feed so we don't have drunk hummingbirds flying around. <laughs> Fermented. Okay, sorry, guys. But okay, we'll draw anyways, this back in on, here to our on. conversation sorry, sorry, sorry. here. So, you know, it, 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 for, 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 for me, it's the reminder that, it, 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 that somebody is listening. Somebody's yeah. thinking. Somebody's noticed you. Somebody was listening. And so there there's a lot of... There's a lot of interpersonal communication skills that go behind all this. But the reason why I think, especially as Americans, we have lost the understanding of gift giving, why it's cheapened for some reason, is yeah. that we have lost the fundamental understanding of financial financial ascribing to tasks or items. Excuse me. So, so what the heck was that crap you just said, Trey? Yeah, it no, goes really. like this. It goes like this. I am holding a pen in my hand right now. And now it's a Pilot G2 Thick Point. It's my favorite pen that I can get, right? So you go to, to, to Walmart and you see a pack of these pens that you want and you grab them. And we throw them in there and we see that they cost you maybe six eighty nine for a, a four-pack or a 10-pack or whatever. And we say, oh, okay, that's $10. That's no big deal. But the question is, we don't stop to really look at that and say, how many man hours did it take for me to earn this pack of pins? Now, for some of you guys, it may be you make $10, $15 an hour, right? And so let's just say the, the, the pack of pins is $10. Is that pack of pins worth ten, You know, one entire man hour to buy? Or could you buy something cheaper? So see, we've disconnected that. I'm doing this on a MacBook Pro. This is a very expensive, over $1,000 computer, right? Well, if you do the math, is something like this really worth the amount of man hours that it takes? Right. So we've lost that each individual item is actually an ascribing of man hours. And so the gift, the reason I think the gifts have gotten cheapened is that we fail to understand that when I give you a gift, I'm not just handing you a ten dollar pack of pens. I'm hacking. I'm handing you one entire hour of my time. Wow, Jay, that's really good. So do you see how that can add back the specialness to a gift that's like, wow, what does this have to do with anything? Because like, you know, and we're going to move on to this here in just a minute, but I actually am very different from what Chapman talks about in gift giving. I'm very specific, and Corey's going to talk about that here in just a minute, and she'll ask me, she's going to ask me some questions about it, but I'm very different to that. So what I see is is when, when somebody hands me a gift of something that I love, not only were they pay attention, not only were they listening, not only were they thinking of me outside of their presence with me, they're also saying that you are worth this amount of time, effort, yeah. and energy for That's me really to good, pick this up for That's you. That's good. 
You know, one thing, uh, first of all, let me stop again. That's really good. That's Thank actually Thank very, you. very insightful, Trey. No, I appreciate I that. <laughs> a lot of things we say we really don't discuss at all. And so sometimes uh, we say things that, man, that's that was super awesome. So uh, w- the thing Chapman talks about with gift giving is, is it's often that a gift giver, uh, a gift receiver, one that likes to receive gifts, um, often doesn't care what the gift is or if it was expensive or whatever it's often just the fact that you thought of them and got them a gift so that you know, there's an implication here that it, for a large portion of most gift givers it's not really a big deal it's, what you do for them it's just it's the thought that counts kind exactly of thing. it's yeah. the thought that counts that's why the, yeah. the when kids make them the sweet little card or whatever yeah. you know handmade or stuff like that that's particularly special to them yeah. because it again is the thought that counts and so there's there's a there's a thing in here that's i mean kind of good news for those who have someone who is a gift receiver as their love language is that a lot of times it doesn't have to be incredibly thought or in-depth or expensive or you know, it, it's just the thought. It was just the reality that you yeah. took a minute to go and try to bring this to them. Well, and I think if if you're new to the gift giving category, if this is a new love language that you need to show to your spouse, mm. uh, for somebody who's been hungry to receive gifts, they're probably going to be happy to get anything. Yeah, because yeah. that means that you're finally listening to them. However, and and Trey's an example of this. I think there comes a point in time in your marriage that you need to know what your spouse likes oh that's good that's good so it's going to be silly me being married to trey for nine almost nine years now for me to come home and bring him oh i don't know a hat trey wears hats he's okay with hats but that's not really his thing and i know that so it would be kind of silly for me to come home and bring him hats or bring him socks yeah, it was a gift, and that's super awesome. I was thinking of him, but once again, I know what Trey likes because I know him. Also, as a kind of an expose here of a of a maybe not expose expose is not being wrote, the right <laughs> word here, but as a person who is a gift giver, um, you know, one of the things that like gift a hat, receiver. a hat, a gift receiver. Thank you. Uh, a hat isn't a bad isn't a bad idea if it's something that's special. So if Corey would have brought me home a digital camo, like a marine pattern Fair digital enough. camoed hat that was in Marpat, which is just a type of camo, then I that would tickle me to death. If she brought me home a set of um, multicam socks, which is another kind of camo that's really really popular right now, I would poo myself. But if I brought him a bowling ball, that if would it, be kind of dumb. If it had camo on it. <laughs> <laughs> just Use it as but a you, cannonball. But you, but y'all see the point that Corey is getting to is that is that is, is she's begun to figure out there's certain things that yeah. I like. I've I've told Corey that really there's three things you can't ever go wrong with. Can you remember what they are? Flashlights. Uh huh. Knives. Yep. And bullets. There it is. <laughs> if you go those three routes with me, if you get me like Woo-hoo! any kind of any kind of flashlight, because I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a closet prepper. I like to be very prepared for things and power outages and stuff like that. We have a blackout bag that's and just got a closet hoarder. Uh, what do you mean a closet hoarder? It's got it's got all the prep stuff in it. No, it's hoarding. Okay, anyway, <laughs> the purpose in, the purpose in this conversation is to say I'm very prepared. So like flashlights are good. I love like tactical flashlights and all that different kind of stuff. But I love it. Well. But let me interject right there before you get too okay, far. Okay, no, go ahead, go ahead. The logical part of me, bullets I can understand, because bullets you shoot and you don't have anymore, and it's yeah. good to have bullets. Yeah, you got to have So, but... Did y'all hear that? Like, men, men who listen to this show, did you hear that? 
<laughs> but like flashlights, my thought is, well, you already got a bunch. Why do you need more? Because one is none, and two is one, but three <laughs> is for me, and <laughs> four is no bore. <laughs> and I'm sure that goes. Five on and makes on. me high. And yeah. Anyways, you're done. So <laughs> I can keep going. But I've got to step out of myself and my thought and mindset and be thinking of Trey. I think it's silly to yeah. have a tremendous amount of flashlights. Yeah. But it's so not, then get me bullets. But it's not about me. Sorry. And that's what I have to remember. <laughs> that's what I have to remember when it comes. That's what everybody, anybody has to remember when it comes to gift giving. When you are not a gift receiver yourself, it's not about you. Well, it, it, it's Corey's, not about what's logical or even makes sense. It, Corey's bringing up actually a really insightful point here that, that really we need a blanket. We should have done this from the start. And I'm glad you're bringing it up now, Corey. We need to blanket this across every single love language. It doesn't yeah, matter no matter what your spouse's love language is. It doesn't matter if it's silly. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. As Corey, you. as Corey so eloquently put it, it doesn't matter. It's not about you yeah. in these cases. Yeah. And that's the thing about love languages is, is that a lot of times – Love languages, they, there's an incompatibility issue. A lot of times the certain personality that it takes to be a gift giver doesn't understand acts of service, right? That was what we ran into those first few years of our lives in our marriage was I didn't understand, excuse my language, what the hell, Matt, I mean, what does it matter if you have clean dishes? I mean, we're not doing anything <laughs> together. That makes no sense to me. That's yeah. silly, right? But to a, an acts of service, yeah. that's saying you don't care about me. And a neat freak, man, you had those together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you see how these things are so important. Their love language is not a, an accessory to your marriage. Yeah. The love language That's is the good. foundation. That's good. It is the core of everything. It is the thing that if you do not have respect for it, your marriage will burn. Yeah. Your marriage will yeah. burn. Yeah. And like we've used the analogy before, you'll be putting the wrong kind of gas in your car. Yeah. I mean, you can fill it up all you want with diesel, but if it needs regular unleaded, it's just eventually going to die. Yeah. And one of the other things that that I read that was insightful to me because I had never really thought about it. I, well, I'm all of us married people have wedding bands, I'm sure. And if you haven't lost them, <laughs> I don't wear my wedding band very often. It's not for any other reason except that I find um, tight things on my fingers and break and my and fingers and wrists. <laughs> I was going to get that out eventually. They kind of feel constricting, and so sometimes I can kind of have mild panic attacks with them on. It's kind of weird, but it's just a silly neuroses. But anyways, you know, Sigmund, and also, Freud, Sigmund Freud would have a lot to say about this. <laughs> and also, I use <laughs> shut up. I use lotion a lot, and so my hands get dry. Uh, I, excuse me, I wash things a lot, so I use lotion a lot because yeah. my hands get so dry. Yeah. And I don't like getting uh, lotion in my wedding band because it drives me nuts because it looks dirty. So I take my wedding band off and I'll leave it off for gosh, probably weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And it drives Trey Hate it. nuts. He hates it. He hates it. They always say, hey, we're going out. Are you married? And I'm like, yeah, babe, I'll go put my ring on. I just, to me, it's just a ring. I yeah. mean, it's titanium. It wasn't real expensive. It, you know, it wasn't cheap, but you know, it's just a ring. That's all it is to me. So, so train, let me finish. Okay. Okay. Trey never takes his ring off and ever. it really, ever really upsets Trey. I mean, I, I truly can probably think of only one or two times that I've ever seen it off. And even then it was for like a moment. And, uh, 
I had never thought of it, but Chapman points out that visual symbols of love are often much more important mm-hmm. to gift receivers than those that aren't. Roger that. And Trey's an example of that. Yeah, no, you know, it's it, it's a huge deal for me. And um, so, like, first off, let me let me make sure we go real clear here. Corey mentioned a minute ago that we didn't spend like a, a metric butt ton of money on no, this ring. It was a all. very cheap ring. Yeah. Um, it, that's the reason for that is 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 because number one. Um, so first off, what I'm saying is I didn't spend a whole lot of money on this. So this isn't like the gift giver and me thinking that represents 1,272 you know, man hours that went into buying that. It wasn't an expensive ring. Second off, Corey and I don't play – like the ring doesn't really mean squat to me. I mean, frankly, if she took that ring off and threw it in the trash and made a freaking one out of string, that's – all I don't care. That's fine. So it's not the actual <laughs> ring that is on her finger. If she took that off and took one that her grandmother had given her and put it on that finger, I would not care a bit. I just don't care about that. So what is the thing that is important? You see, it's what it symbolizes. So for, for me, why do I wear my ring? So my mentality behind wearing my ring and never taking it off isn't some kind of, oh, look at me. It's like the, you know, the, the girls who are like, I've never cut my hair and it's down to my butt, right? Ew, it's just gross, right? It's not like I, I look at the ring. It's like, hmm, I've never taken it off and look how superior of a husband and spouse that I am. It's not even like that either. The issue behind the ring is, is that for me, it's a symbol and an acknowledgement that, hey, I'm taken. I'm not interested, right? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a symbol. Uh, I mean, what's, let's be honest. And most of us that are listening to this show, at our age, if we are seeing some attractive person, which, again, I'm not lumping myself into that category, but if we see somebody, what, you know, we're like, and somebody's interested in them, what do we at our ages do? What's the first thing we look for? We wonder how much money they have in their wallet. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at the reflection of their wallet in their ring. <laughs> so... So no, we look to see if they have a wedding band on. And that so, is very true. so to me, this is a broadcast to people. Hey, listen, I mean, just uh, I'm not saying everybody goes after me or anything like that, but I'm a kind man, and and they're, they're, uh, kind men are in. I mean, there's not many of them anymore, yeah. and so that is that is attractive to people. And and there have been girls that make that clear that they they like kind men. So I wear this as a broadcast, is to say, beat them up after the show. Go ahead and way. look down here, guys, because I mean, I'm sitting there <laughs> glinting the light off of it in their eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> So how does that relate to being a gift receiver, though? How do you think that that relates to that? So if I give you a gift, it, you put that on your finger, and it says, hey, look, I'm taken. It, it's it's me giving you the opportunity to broadcast that I'm taken. I'm, I mean, I'm, there's, yeah. a, there's an element to where I am, I don't want to say possessive, but I am protective over our relationship. Yeah. And so to me, the wearing of the ring is that symbol of I accept your gift, I take it, and I put it here as the symbol to everybody else that – Nobody else is allowed to give me gifts, or my husband's a really good shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, ki- I'm kidding about the last part. I'm, I'm, I'm well, a good and shot, I want to make a disclaimer as well. If I married for money, then I'm stupid. Just so you know, I, I don't think money's a big deal. That was just a joke, by the way. So I didn't I, even. I don't even know what you're talking about. So it well, must have well been when an I talked reference. about when you asked about whenever you look for somebody our age, what are you looking for? I said a fat wallet. Basically. Oh, I see. Yeah. But no. Anyway, so I wanted to make, but so. Things that, that often us non-gift receivers would not think are very important are often very important to those gift receivers, such as wedding bands. I don't know. I just find that kind of interesting. However, yeah, it's, the, it's, 
I'm sorry, go ahead, Ben. The, the thing with the ring is, is it, it's a tangible form of care and love. Sure. And so, like, you know, putting the ring, for me, when Corey puts that ring on her finger, it's that tangible way of saying, I love you, 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 without having to be annoying and do it like what I just did there. It's just that visualization. Can I just be annoying and not wear my ring? If you want to. <laughs> if you want to say that over and over, I'll take that in, in advance. Everywhere or you can just walk married, around and be like, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married. <laughs> Yeah, the the last thing I really want to kind of cover, and this is me. Yeah, this is good. This is me, is reasons for not gift giving being financial ones. And and one thing that it talks about is that to be an effective gift giver, you're going to have to change your attitude about money. And it's true. Now, those who are spenders, who enjoy spending, who have the money. I love spending. <laughs> I love to spend. We've... Yeah, I love to spend. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> However, we don't have money to spend with. But if you're a spender that has money, gift giving probably won't be a, such a big a deal. But it will be harder if you're more of a saver. Yeah. Or yeah, more if you point. don't have money. So I, I tried to find a way to paraphrase this or whatever. But I feel like the way Chapman writes this is perfect. And this is a direct quote from his book. A spender will experience emotional resistance to the idea of spending money as an expression of love. You don't purchase things for yourself. Why should you purchase things for your spouse? And this is, I, man, this is me all mm, over. Yeah, it sure is. But that attitude fails to recognize that you are purchasing things for yourself. By saving and investing money, you are purchasing self-worth and emotional security. Man. Chapman, dang, boo. <laughs> you are caring. Did you like that? <laughs> you are caring <laughs> for your own emotional needs in the way you handle money. Yeah. What you are not doing is meeting the emotional needs of your spouse. That's good. If you discover that your spouse's primary love language is receiving gifts, then perhaps you will understand that purchasing gifts for him or her is the best investment you can make. Craptastic. Let me I tell mean, you. I mean, that's wow. That's brilliant. And you know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That uh, the I think it was our spending time. That if you're working your way to the top in your business to make money, that's fantastic. But you you don't have a wife or yeah. husband or partner there to spend it with, then it's not going to do you a whole hill of beans. Yeah, and the same. I mean, this is the same thing as well. Yeah, you can save and invest money all you want, but if your partner doesn't feel loved and leaves you, yeah. well, I mean. Yeah, that it. I'd rather be broken with you than have a million gajillion dollars and you not be here personally. No, I think that's really good. Uh, you know, the thing to remember with gift givers is that you're feeding into something. Remember, you're filling a love yeah. tank. And, and, you know, I even, you know, like I'll take selfish people in a marriage and work with them. I will. Because there's ways to frame things that you begin to, to see things a little bit differently. And so if you can see this, even if nothing else, you're buying yourself happiness whenever you do these things you know what i'm saying now, whenever you're investing into the things that make a person feel loved and cared about and heard and those types of things no matter what it is whether it be quality time you know gift giving or whatever else words of affirmation affection any of those kinds of things when you begin to see that these gift givings really are about getting you to a better place sometimes that can help now don't get me wrong the focus needs to be on loving them in their language as well. But don't forget, one of the byproducts of these is actually going to be more of what you're looking for 
which is more happiness, more enjoyment in your marriage, uh, more enjoyable spouses to be around, love, laughter, kindness, caring, all that other stuff. You're going to be getting that. So, you know, I, I love the way – I mean, Chapman's a freaking genius. I mean, there's no doubt about what he wrote down here was insightful. It was inspired, and, and I think it's heavy-duty stuff. So don't forget, guys, this is an investment even if you don't yeah. get it. So for me yeah. – Sitting down and doing dishes seems silly, but I recognize every single dishwashing session as what it is. It's an investment. It is putting money. It's not money that I'm going to go spend immediately. It's money that's putting into something that's going to compound interest and come back to me later. So I do everything that I can to make it as enjoyable as possible. Yeah. Well, the one thing I'm going to kind of wrap it up with is, or we're going to kind of wrap it up with, is one gift that he mentions in the book is the gift of self. Now, this is different than yeah. quality time because yeah. it's often just presence. But he gave the story of a woman who was in labor, and uh, she said uh, one thing she was really upset about is right after she had the baby, her husband left and went and played softball. Yeah. So in her mind, he loved softball yeah. more than he loved her. And then he mentioned that when his mother died, after the funeral, he left and he went and played softball. So again, in her mind, he loved softball more than her. Mm. So when he had a chance to talk to uh, Dr. Chapman, that was the one thing he mentioned is he goes, I, I knew my wife was going to mention that. And he said, here's the deal. She was in labor. I was there the whole time. I was there all through labor until the baby was born. After she was rested and everything was fine, I went and played softball. I couldn't wait to tell my friends about my new baby. Yeah. And then she failed to mention when it came to when my mom passed away, I had taken a week off of work before she died and went to her home and helped her do repairs and helped her at the hospital and helped fix things up. And after she died and after the funeral, I needed a break. I needed to get away. And so I went and played softball. Now, here's the deal. Is what he did wrong? Absolutely not. But is what he did, could that be viewed as as selfish? Sure, Absolutely. Sure. But here's where the fault, I mean, really where the fault truly lies. She didn't tell him what she needed. Yeah. He cannot read minds or mind or her, her husband couldn't read minds. Nobody can read minds that I know of, but that's the problem. Now, we, I feel like we have to recognize when our spouse needs a break and it's time to, for them to step out or whatever the other day. In fact, just the other day, I chewed Trey out because he had left me at the height of, of nighttime chore time. And that's kids are in bath. Dishes need to be done. So on and so forth. But let me back up. I had been feeling well all day and Trey had been doing everything. He'd been doing everything. And sometimes in the evening, baby's kind of fussy. The kids are kind of hyped up because they know they're getting ready to go to bed. And it just got to be a little too much. So he just said, man, babe, I just wanted to step out for a few minutes. Now, had he expressed that to me that he was just stepping out for a few minutes, that would have been awesome. And if I would have expressed to him I needed to hang on just a few minutes more, that would have been awesome. And that's where the fault lied is neither one of us expressed ourselves that we needed that gift of presence at that moment. There really is a reason why we selected as one of the very first few episodes what? We selected communication. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Calms yes. with each other is so vital. That, that yeah. ability to talk and express what each other's doing, not expect each other to know what your needs are, not expect to, I love that Corey even mentioned it. No mind reading is allowed here, guys. Yes. That is not the way effective marriages work. We cannot expect them. Well, he should know. She should know better. 
you know, that that is the most unfair freaking statement you can ever say yes. because no, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that crosses they know. over into your kids too. You got yeah, you know, that's, that's good, Corey. That's, good point. You know. But you got to be talking. You got to be sharing. Yeah. You got to you got to let each other know what's going on. And you got to, and then ultimately you got to be forgiving sometimes when they don't yeah. catch those things. Yeah. And, and uh, so, did that husband love softball more than his wife, no. or more than his mother? Probably of not. Of course, he didn't. Did Trey love whatever he was doing more than me or the kids because he stepped out? Absolutely not. But they don't know unless you tell unless them. Unless you tell them. Unless you tell them. And so, for some, the gift of self. Is important. The gift of presence is important. But once again, you got to let them know. That's good. Anything else we need to talk about before we wrap man, it up today? Man, I think that was good. I hope that episode was as good as I think it was. It's, uh, man, one of my favorites already. <laughs> well, again, bring us some questions in. We'll answer as many as we can. We still have room for several more. Uh, Corey at themarriagepodcast.com, Trey at themarriagepodcast.com. What? Or Facebook us. We love Facebook. It's easy. It's simple. And I think that's it. All right. If nothing else, hope you guys have a great week. Oh, just as a, oh, a disclaimer, oh, yeah. we got to talk about next week. Um, we may and or may not have a show for next week. We're not sure at this point. We are attempting to get things ready. We're about to be out on a week-long vacation. Well, uh, and let, and let's back that up. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I had kind of the evening from Hades. I had typed up all of our show notes for today and for next week because we planned on double recording today, and my word crashed, <laughs> and I lost. She was devastated. She everything. called devastated. She she instant messaged me on Facebook. I mean, literally, everything. she was devastated. Because not only was it all my show notes, it was all the work that I have been doing over the past month on on FPN, uh, Family Podcast Network, on the Marriage Podcast Network, on Bill. I mean, it was just, yeah, anyways. So if I can get the gumption up to retype those notes before in the next couple of days, we're really going to try. But if not, please don't hate us. Well, I mean, I guess you can hate us if you want, yeah, you but can. then Whatever. you probably won't listen to any more shows and your marriage won't go anywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> We really hope you guys are enjoying us, and we also really hope you guys have a great week. And uh, we will think of everyone as we are laying by the beach listening to the waves and the seagulls call. Yeah, stink on that. <laughs> hey, we'll see you guys, if not next week, the week after. That's right.